Hello and welcome back to The Brunch Files, where we serve up bottomless, brunch-worthy topics about life in your 30s. We're your hosts, Rachel and Tegan, and on the menu today is a topic I've very much been looking forward to, and that is happy families versus the child-free life. So we're going to delve into the reasons why people might choose to procreate, the reasons why people might choose to remain child-free, and of course, where we sit on this decision. Yeah, we thought this would be an awesome topic to discuss given that Rach and I sit on opposite ends of the spectrum. So for me personally, I do want children. Rachel would like to remain child-free. And so we thought it'd be great to sort of discuss our respective viewpoints on this and sort of hear how we've arrived at those decisions. And we also thought it would be really great because as women in our 30s and I guess our whole lives as women, you're sort of put on this pathway to motherhood. It's kind of seen as the inevitable path. It's sort of like, you know, you, you get married, you have children and that's just the way it goes. And I feel like there isn't a lot of discussion. There's more happening, but there isn't a lot of discussion about the decision to make, to, to remain child-free, um, which is equally as valid. That's it. So we've had great discussions just, you know, in our friendship about this because we have such different perspectives. So we thought maybe this is something our listeners might enjoy. And I know I've had chats with friends um, on both sides of this as well. And uh, I think people enjoy you know, hearing other people's perspectives on this. So yeah, we really hope this is something that uh, you find interesting and we'd love your feedback. Send it through. Does anything resonate? Do you disagree? You know, send us your feedback. Yeah. And right off the bat, bat I guess we do want to say that this is going to be a pretty candid mm-hmm. and open chat. We don't have much of like a, a firm sort of structure to, you know, overlay to this. It's just going to be a really bit of a discussion around um, our respective sort of positions on this. Um, And we also don't want to like nothing we say to invalidate the way you might feel on this issue or anything like everyone's journey when it comes to kids. It's such a a huge um, life altering Mm -hmm. thing to bringing another life into the world and everyone will, will come at this from very, very different perspectives. And I guess we just want to call out up front that everyone's perspective on this issue is valid. And we're just going to be talking about this from, yeah, our own respective standpoints. Absolutely. And I would just love to add a little disclaimer to that, that um, I'm very much talking about my own personal views uh, and my own personal decision on this. And I'm going to be very honest and candid about where I'm at with this. But to my beautiful friends and family that have children. Um, I mean, I know you know that I love your children, but I would hate for you to think that um, anything I say to the negative of this about not having children and why I wouldn't want children um, to reflect on, you know, you and your beautiful children because I love you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I guess before we go in um, into anything further, like around our own um, standpoints on this, we did just want to touch on a few little um, like stats and facts. So um, recent, there's a recent article in the Sydney Morning Herald that talked about how Australia is experiencing a, a baby drought mm-hmm. where fertility, uh, fertility rates have fallen to a near historic low and that there's pretty compelling signs that it's only going to continue to fall further. You know, in Melbourne statistically – in 2020, um, sorry, in 2020, sorry, in 2021, the fertility rate slumped to around 0.66, so it's below the replacement level of 2.1, and this is not including migration. And in Sydney, nearly half of women aged between 30 and 34 have never had a child. And there's one in six uh, Aussie women aren't having children. And I think there was a stat there that around that, that the fertility rate actually dropped during COVID. Yeah, so in 2020 and during COVID. Um, we saw a very low fertility rate. Um, and then with factors like cost of living, increased interest rates, climate change, they're actually not creeping back up. Mm. Yeah, and it's such a nuanced topic because I think there's so many things that feed into the decision to have or not to have mm-hmm. children. But I think the whole idea of like cost of living, and I think particularly for like millennial generations, it's probably become like even if people are having children, they're maybe not having as many children mm-hmm. as they would have once wanted or perhaps as their parents did or anything like that because it's, it is expensive and, you know, it's difficult to buy a home, let alone to think about, you know, providing for children. Like we mm-hmm. know they, they don't come cheap. <laughs> That's it. And also is it, is it that women are worried about the future and overpopulation or is it that women are happy and happily choosing not to have children and are we I mean we do have a choice now um, and we're obviously you know in Australia um, we note our privilege and we have the the option you know access to contraception all of that we can make those decisions Mm. Um, but is it becoming is it becoming more okay for women to say I don't want to have babies 
So to kick us off, I've got some questions for you, Tegan. When did you know you wanted kids? Um, I think for me, it's kind of always been something that I knew. I think it was always a when, not if sort of scenario. Um, and I guess, yeah, even from when I was a small child, I just remember people always telling me, like, whenever those babies or kids around, I was always just obsessed with them, wanting to hold them and play with them and carry them around and everything. And I was always sort of, you know, like mother hen type was my parents and grandparents. Everyone used to sort of refer to me. Um, and so I think for me, I've always just had that general sense of like, knowing that that would just be my path in life and you know hopefully um so yeah I don't think it was ever like I constant consciously made the decision that I wanted them it was always just kind of made I think Mm. for as long as I can remember was there a point where you decided you wanted them in your near future or have you have you sort of come to that decision yeah we definitely have it is something that we want and we're sort of actively I guess like pursuing um it's just yeah, I guess we kind of, we wanted, we always knew once we got married, we wanted like a little bit of time, just us. And I had some sort of career ambitions and wanted to get my career in a place that I felt um, I was established enough and sort of on that trajectory to get to where I want to get to. Um, but I was able to sort of step back and take some time away. Um, and so we sort of, we reached that point, um, you know, a little while ago. And I guess, um, even though it's not sort of panning out exactly ha- as we've planned it, I guess it was just kind of, yeah, we, we sort of arrived at a time where we felt that there was room and there was space in our lives. Um, and yeah, again, I think it was kind of like this arbitrary point uh, to mm. a degree. Like we kind of just decided that I guess we'd kind of done what we wanted to do, just us. And we'd, we'd, we'd been content with our life, our child, the child free, sorry, the child free period of our mm. life up until that point. Um, yeah. I, I remember, um, not remember it was quite recently, you <laughs> talking to me about you were thinking about planning like a Europe trip mm. and you were also grappling with, but when do we want to, you know, start trying to have kids? And I remember you, you said you came to a point that you're like, no, actually, I think we want to prioritise kids more. Mm. And that just blew my mind because I'm like, I can't imagine <laughs> wanting kids more than going to Greece, but you know, <laughs> you go girl. Um, but like, yeah, that like to have that clarity and that mm. knowledge that that's something that you want that much is quite must be you know good to know that yeah I mean because obviously there's a huge financial implication of having kids they don't come cheap um so I guess um yeah I I I suppose it's like that that sense of sort of it it was almost like you make that decision and something kind of flips I Mm. guess is the best way I can sort of describe it where you kind of go well yeah I guess everything in life is about prioritizing and compromising and so then you make that decision to go well I want that more than I want this other thing and like both of those things cost money like a trip to Europe wasn't isn't cheap and so we just felt that yeah like we will do that again in Mm. the future but it wasn't yeah what what made sense for us at this point in time yeah that's I guess yeah what is it you're looking forward to the most about motherhood or and what I guess what appeals to you about it please tell me (laughs) yeah I I think uh, yeah I guess for me there's this like sort of just longing to have like a person that I've created with a person that I love um, and to sort of watch them grow and to help them like navigate the world and like guess to care for and nurture another human, mm. I suppose. I, I don't know. It's, it's a really, um, yeah, I guess it, I just kind of got into a point where I'm like, I know there's a lot of downsides. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going to say that's like know? some of those things are what like repels me about yeah. having like having someone so dependent on you that relies yeah. on you for their every need, like the responsibility is, wild yeah it is yeah you can't put it back (laughs) um but yeah I think for me it's just really around yeah I guess just like watching someone grow and and that idea of like caring for someone and I know like nappies and all those things aren't hugely appealing but I think for me I'm kind of like in my mind I'm like the benefits for me so outweigh all of those negatives you know I don't know Mm -hmm. yeah but I think for me I just I feel more excited about the prospect than I do daunted by it is there anything though that scares you about it or like I think about bringing a child into this world, the things they're going to have to navigate, the things they're going to mm. have to grapple with, the way you will have to guide them through that. Mm. Um, it's terrifying. Like is there anything that particularly worries you about that? Yeah, I think I'm just like an over-anxious <laughs> person as it is. Um, and so I think the idea, like, you know, everyone says when you have a child, like there's no love like it. And um, so I think I kind of feel afraid to go, well, this person that, 
you love so much and then you kind of just have to at some point like you can you can you can't wrap them up in cotton wool and hide them from everything and we know and I think social media tell like and the way we have access to information like I think we're more aware of the dangers that exist now than we ever have been and probably will only continue to become more and more aware of those things um so I think the idea of yeah potentially having to you know put that person out into the world and just Mm. watch them go and navigate because you have to let them do that I feel like that that is daunting um, so I feel like there's that side of it. But then I also think from a personal perspective, like I know I want children, but I also have a lot of um, career ambitions as well. Mm. And so I, you hear a lot of people who say, oh, you know, I was really devoted to my career and then I had children and I just couldn't care less if I ever went back to work. And the idea of that for me freaks me out mm. because, you know, I, I do want to be a mum, but for me it's not my it's not my only thing that I want out of my life and that's not to discredit anyone who feels their sole purpose is to be a mum and that's what they want. I think that's wonderful. But for me, it's like I want that, but I also mm. have a career. I've got things, I've got ambitions and I've got things I want to achieve. And so I, I do worry about, you know, when that does happen for us that, um, yeah, that it'll change my perspective mm-hmm. on that. Um, and that's something that I've really grappled with and I guess even trying to come to terms with making that decision is trying to pick the right time and I guess there is no right time um, and sort of as – I tried to plan, I'm a, I'm a natural planner and I tried to sort of plan it as best I can and those plans aren't really coming out the way we had expected. Um, but yeah, I, I do sort of worry about how it will change me because mm-hmm. I don't I don't really, like I know it will change me, but I don't want it to change some of those like inherent things about mm-hmm. me. But I, I am quite ambitious, so I'm not sure that it would. Yeah. I don't know, but it's, yeah, I guess you don't know. You don't. And it's so interesting because I feel like something that I've find a bit sad is when I see um friends and this is my my interpretation or perspective but Mm. lose themselves a little bit to it and they Mm. throw themselves into motherhood which is wonderful but a lot of the things that used to be them and part of them take a back back seat yeah um which I know has to happen to a certain extent Mm. you know it's going to change your life whatever best intentions you have it's Mm. life altering that's just the reality Mm. of it um and I don't think people should go and expect anything otherwise like it would be unrealistic um, but yeah, I totally get that because that's a huge factor for me too. It's like that whole, like you, you basically put your life on hold to mm. some extent and your career on hold when you choose, mm. um, to have a kid and mm. like, that's the reality. Yeah. And I guess on that note, um, sorry, are we going to say something? No, I just think before, um, we jump into the next question around the whole, like, yeah, throwing yourself into it. And I think that's something that Sean and I've had a lot of discussions mm. about, because we're pretty committed that we want this to be 50 50 mm-hmm. I know that's not always possible and like it's it some days that might look like 70 30 or mm. 90 10 or whatever but on the whole we do want it to be like 50 50s mm-hmm. and we we both want to still you know I don't want to be just a mum like and not to say that just a mum is a bad thing but for me I'm like I I want to be a mum mm-hmm. who loves my children and is there for them and supports them and everything but I also want to be me with my own goals mm-hmm. and my own things that are important to me and that matter to me because I think it's really important that you have things that are your own Mm -hmm. um and for me that might be yeah my career well I hope it will still be my career um but also you know making time for exercise and all of those sorts of Mm -hmm. things I don't want those things because I don't think I could be the mum that I want to be for my children if those things then take a back seat totally um and so that's something that Sean and I have spoken about like at length um and same for him Mm -hmm. you know and I think there is like a yeah, I guess that's the other fear that I have is like wanting to be like a working mum. Mm-hmm. I feel like that comes, like you mentioned being child-free comes with stigma. I feel like that comes with a lot of stigma totally. as well or like the idea of like being a stay-at-home dad, like that comes mm-hmm. with a lot of stigma. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Even like to- leaving early to pick up your kids or getting there late to drop them off, like there's that whole, yeah, I, I feel like the guilt or the pressure you then put on yourself probably, I imagine, and yeah. I've had friends tell me as working mums, um, that pressure that then comes then to stay a bit longer or to do a bit extra or just because, I mean, you might not, you're not, you're still delivering, but mm. because you aren't there and just those times or the, the, the sacrifices you have to make. Yeah. Yeah. Or even like not even at work, I feel like the stigma can come from other mums that yep. you're not there enough for your child totally. or you're in there in childcare too much or after school care or yep. whatever, you there's know. There's guilt when you're at work because you're not with your kids and there's guilt with when you're with your kids because you're not at work doing yeah. what you need to do, like that pressure, it's just relentless. Yeah. So I guess that's another thing that mm. comes to mind. What about like the impact on your relationship? That's something that I see time and time again is, you know, obviously your kid has to come first, but there's a time where they're fully reliant on you for all their needs. Yeah. And 
I you see where relationships suffer or take a back seat. Like mm. what about time for you and Sean and, and things like that? Are you worried about the impact that will have? Yeah, I guess I remember seeing an Instagram reel and I sent it to Sean and it was like, your kids will either grow up to want a marriage like yours or a marriage totally not like yours. Mm. And that's really stuck with me. Um, and I, yeah, and I and the other thing that I remember seeing, again, in the Instagram reel, so profound, um, <laughs> was around the idea that even when you're a parent, like to remember that you were married first. Yes. Um, because I think, yeah, it's so easy to go, well, my, you know, obviously there's times where your children have to come first, like health and safety and all of that sort of stuff is important but I think not at all times they have to come first Mm, like it you do have to prioritize your relationship because also if you're not happy and healthy in your relationship how can you provide a healthy happy safe environment for your children and so yeah and I guess with the whole idea of like our plans sort of not panning out exactly as we wanted to we've had a lot of time Mm. we we spoke about a lot before making the decision but we've always had a lot of time to talk about how we want to parent and what sort of parents we want to be and how we want our relationship to sort of evolve in that time. And I think we're very much on the same page. And I feel that I I would hope that any change that it does bring about in our relationship would be for the better because we have got that sort of firm, I guess, grounding. And we don't know what we'll be confronted with, right? But Mm. um, I think for the most part, I would feel that we would be able to sort of manage those challenges in a way that hopefully is, Mm. is positive. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I have one more question uh, and this probably comes from (laughs) – it probably sounds insensitive after you opening up about (laughs) all the reasons you want kids and how much you want it. Um, But something I sometimes think about is do people regret having kids? Like Mm. I I think that would be me (laughs) being very upfront. Um, I saw this thing again on Instagram, funny that. Um, Mm. But it was like a response to when people say, but you'd love your own kids. And it was like I know I'd love my kids but I don't know I would love my life. And that sort of sums it up for me. Yeah. But I guess – and there's – look, there's stats to back it up in terms of people that regret having children. There was a study um, in the UK in 2021 that found that one in 12 uh, couples that participated stated they regretted having children, young parents being most likely to feel regretful. There was another study in Germany a few years ago. It was ni- 19% of German mothers and 20% of German fathers said that even though they love their kids, if they could make the choice again – they wouldn't choose to be parents. And mm. I think there's like a Reddit feed where people can post anonymously. Yeah, there definitely is. Yeah, anonymously sort of about um, regretting having children. And yeah. there's some pretty like full-on stuff there where people have opened up. Yeah. Um, do you ever think you could or what, do you ever worry about regretting the decision? No, that's not really something that crosses my mind. I think I would almost re- – if I sat on the fence and wasn't sure, I think I, I would almost re- – I would regret not having mm. them over – having them so I I can't see that being part of my journey but I can totally see how it could be Mm. and I think it just goes back to what we were talking about at the start of the episode around you know this for for women it's kind of seen as like the inevitable defined pathway of your life that you just sort of progress through into motherhood and it's just Mm. that's just what's expected and I feel that there's so much pressure that can come you know I even know when Sean and I got married like the question are you gonna when are you having children just gets asked really flippantly and that can be difficult for so many reasons and I think everyone know like you know people are trying you don't know and that can be really insensitive and really difficult and I totally understand that um but I think there's a flip side of that which is around like if you're trying to make the decision come to the decision and something I grappled with at the time even though I knew I wanted children the decision of when we would have them was always sort of you know, we were working through that. Um, and when people ask, oh, when are you having kids? I, I found in those first couple, like first sort of year or two that it's, it becomes really difficult to then separate what you think you want versus what you think people expect. Um, and that was, yeah, a real challenge. And I remember finding it really hard to decide, like, am I feeling that I want kids now because I want them or am I feeling now that I want them because that's what people are expecting us to do? Mm. Um, and I remember having that conversation with a few people in our lives and you know people 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 were really, really good about it and people really stopped asking and stuff which was which was great but yeah so, so I can see if people feel that pressure and then they make that decision or they they find themselves you know having children and but they haven't really consciously come to that mm. themselves and not everyone gets a choice in that you know things happen accidents happen all mm. of that sort of thing um but yeah I can see how if you were kind of in that high pressure environment and you didn't feel like you had the space to come to that in yourself so that you could then end up in that situation mm-hmm. or maybe you did it because a partner really wanted it but you didn't want it yeah. like I feel like that's another whole another discussion yeah. um but yeah 
really brave of those people though to come forward and say that like totally. what a brave thing to, <laughs> to admit to I guess if I flip it back to you <laughs> yeah I've interrogated you <laughs> when did you know that you don't want kids I when I was in high school and younger like I always just I loved babies as a child I was like obsessed and if there was ever a baby I wanted to hold it I was like and my name literally means mother love which is kind of ironic <laughs> <laughs> But in, in my boyfriend in high school, like we would talk about what we'd name our children and we just – it was something that I just assumed I would do. And mm. I'm not actually sure at what point it changed um, because now I'm so firmly in the camp that I'm like nothing about it appeals to me quite literally. Mm. Like the only thing I think about that might be nice is when they're adults and everyone comes home for like Christmas and family dinners because I'm one of four, love having siblings – we're a very close family. We get together regularly and things like Christmas and Easter are really special and we get together and there's always food and so much fun. And the idea of that is lovely as adults. And the other thing that I, I understand is creating a person with the person that you love, mm. like the two of you doing that together. Um, but otherwise there is quite literally nothing about it that appeals <laughs> to me. And But I don't know at what point um, – that happened I just know that over the last few years it's become well no more than probably more like the last I want to say nine eight nine years or ten years maybe even I have known this because this is a conversation I had to have with Andrew obviously before yeah we got engaged yeah um because obviously that's that's an important discussion to have and to work that out before yeah. you're going to spend your life with someone yeah because my fear was that if he wanted children that he would end up and he was like oh it's all right I'll just not have them wait for me to change my mind and then end up resenting me or that causing issues down the track yeah so we literally had to have that conversation and really up front yeah, yeah. and like he very sweetly said you know I'll, like because he so he did want children initially and he always thought he'd have three he's one of three um I think it was more something that he'd always just assumed because I think that we've kind of growing up we just you just do assume mm. when we're old and 25 when we're kids yeah you know, we're like we'll have kids um and he kind of said well I want kids but I want you more which I'm like so sweet but mm. I you know we had to actually have that serious conversation but he's actually come full circle not full circle half circle 180 um, <laughs> to where I'm at and we're both very much on the same page on it now which is really fantastic but it was something we had to you know obviously discuss before <laughs> I feel like it's so interesting because it's still so stigmatized oh, in a way. Yeah. Like I think it's becoming more ac- accepted, but I I do think, and I, I think especially as women, there's this perception that like if women who don't want children, they're cold and mm-hmm, heartless, or mm-hmm. they're like people say, oh, this is selfish. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, I've had this conversation, um, and I to be honest, feel very uncomfortable every time I vocalise that. I mean, I said very candidly that it so doesn't appeal to me. And as I said, I'm going to be very honest in this chat and I know I can have that conversation with you, which I feel very comfortable doing. The fact Mm. that we're recording, I'm going to put it out there is interesting, but um, I feel quite uncomfortable saying it and I, that I don't want kids. And I usually feel like I have to follow it up with, but I might change my mind or, you know, I don't want them right now or who knows what will happen in the future. And I will, I will say that actually, I, I don't rule it out forever in that I might change my mind. And I think as people, everyone should be allowed to change their mind. There should be nothing Mm. wrong with that. Mm. If I wake up and like, you know, I've got a friend that turned 30 and she's like, it was like my ovaries switched on. Um, Suddenly she wanted kids. She's got a baby. Um, so I'm kind of – when I turned 30, I was like, I'm waiting for it to happen. Is it going to happen? It would have to be a total 180, but I don't – I'm not like saying that it would never happen. Maybe it yeah. will. Yeah. Um, and you know what? If if it accidentally happened, I think that Andrew and I would just come to terms with it and it would end up being a wonderful thing. Mm. Um, but obviously I'm actively trying to prevent that happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I do – back to the stigma thing, I feel – I still feel like it's not something that – women feel free to say mm. and, and feel free to say without judgment. I yeah. think people are kind of like, wait, what? Mm. Like, why? Why would you not? Yeah. But it's also like, well, but why do you? Like, you justify yeah. to me why you want them. It's yeah. It shouldn't just be a default setting that we want yeah. children. Not everyone should have children. Yeah. And not everyone is actually thinks through the ramifications of how difficult and how much of like a life sentence it is. And life sentence sounds bleak. That can be a wonderful life sentence, but – you're in it. You can't back out once yeah. you're in it. Yeah. It's not like an item that you buy at the store that you get home and have a bit of buyer's remorse and go mm. home and return for a refund. Like you can't do that with a child. Yeah. I think I think part of my um, decision, and I think honestly the more 
people in our lives, so a lot of family, a lot of friends, most friends over the last few years are choosing to start that journey, have become pregnant, have had babies. Mm-hmm. So most, so many people in my life are going through that at the moment. The more I'm surrounded by it, the more it's actually reinforced. And I don't want to speak on behalf of Andrew, but I think similarly it's reinforced to us that it's not what we want. Mm. And that is not to say that we don't love our nieces, it's, we don't love our friends' kids. You know, I mean, I'm, I'll be over the moon for you when it happens for you and Sean mm. and we we'll want to be involved and we we'll want to be there um and again it's that whole like sometimes people assume you hate kids if you don't want kids and it's not that um like I'm not the biggest fan of kids and I get I like I mean I the first one to um be rolling my eyes when I'm trying to go out for a nice meal and there's children in the restaurant and that kind of thing yeah. <laughs> but, but I, I think I, everyone has that experience <laughs> particularly if there's like children like not people that they're out to dinner with but like yes. the other the other tables you know, yeah other strangers kids yeah um and but things I, I think everyone can get a bit it's like oh control your kids you know yeah. what I mean like I think that's a pretty common yeah thing that's it but like I love all my friends kids and my nieces yeah you just um, don't want to be a parent yeah I don't want that for myself. Yeah. Um, so not that you need reasons mm. because I also think like when you ask me what are my reasons for having kids, mm. like I don't have these like super concrete reasons. It's more just a feeling that I want that. Yeah. And like obviously there's a few things to it, but it's not like I have a whole list of mm. – I haven't done a pro-con list and that sort of thing. Um, but what are your sort of main reasons when you think about like why you don't? See, I probably more have an ever-growing list of reasons why I don't, to be honest. <laughs> it's just getting, let me pull it out from the drawer. Yeah, I'm like, love my personal space, don't want to have to change nappies, love doing whatever I want when I want, want um, freedom and flexibility, want my money for Andrew and I to go travelling, don't want a human to be dependent on me. I, I it sounds, yeah. And I'm not, like, people will say it's so selfish. And I'm like, yeah, okay, my reasons are selfish because they're, but it's my life and my choice to not do it. Uh, yeah. Like I don't see what the – Why is that selfish? Who is it – who am I being selfish towards? Like yeah. I don't quite get – like yeah. my unborn baby, like that doesn't exist. Like yeah. <laughs> I just don't quite get that. I'm like for me, I do not want, you know, to dedicate my life um, and all the power to mums that do it. I think they're incredible and it, they blow my mind, all the mums in my life every single day. But, you know, like it is bloody hard work and you give mm. up yourself your body your life your time your career a lot of the part of your career a lot of the time there is so much sacrifice involved for and, and if you want that beautiful mm. you know like that is amazing and commendable and you you get that you do yeah. that for me I don't want it it doesn't appeal to me so I'm like I don't um I don't want to spend my life doing that yeah. <laughs> I'm articulating this well at all but yeah no but I think it, it it's funny how we see like the decision to have kids is just like the default okay mm. choice and it's never interrogated but the decision to not have kids is like oh my gosh yeah i think i i've thought about it a lot and my decision is based on the fact that i would want to do it properly and do it well and do it justice and i don't actually want to do that so i'm choosing not to and i don't think that's selfish because i think a better decision for me yeah. is not is not to have a child and regret it as in as if i had a child i would hate to think that i would have a child and regret it and resent it and and be sad about the things I didn't do because I had a child, mm. um, than just choosing not to do that. Mm. No one suffers. I mean, mum doesn't get another grandchild. Sorry, mum. But other than that, really. Yeah. Speaking of mums, how did how did your <laughs> mum respond? Because I also feel like it's one of those things that, um, you know, I know when Sean and I got engaged, people were asking when's the wedding. We got married. People were like, when are the grandkids mm. coming? And we actually had to say to our families a little bit to like stop asking. Yeah. How did your family respond? Um, well, my sister, who's got my two beautiful nieces, would probably have seven kids if she could, loves it. You know, I think her life's, um, you know, purpose is to be a mum. She's incredible and loves it and just, you know, that is what she wants. Um, she doesn't get it, obviously. Um, and, I mean, she's supportive and wonderful, but mm. she – is constantly kind of like, why would you not want this? Like, mm. um, and for mum, obviously I'm one of four. Mum was a mum to us. Uh, like I was homeschooled. She stayed at home with us, um, you know, and educated us and everything, like the most incredible mum. So I've, you know, have a lot of incredible mums in my life, a lot of incredible role models in that regard. I think it took her a bit. Um, I don't think she – I think she just struggled to maybe just understand be like, why? I think she was a little bit on the selfish bandwagon, but we've we've had that out and we've discussed it, and she's she's now understand well as much as you know she is understanding about it, yeah, um, and would never pressure me or anything like that. 
actually, <laughs> I think when um, – because Andrew met up with Dad before he proposed and, you know, out of respect and asked, um, you know, if it was okay to ask me or whatever. Um, and one of the things Dad said to Andrew was, you know, she doesn't want kids. Um, and – as if like, you know, this is, it's, it's, it's a big thing. It's a big, yeah. and I think for parents and your grandparents and stuff, like it's kind of a big deal and it's probably, I think, I guess a lot of people choose not to, but I mean, there are precious few people in my life of my friends um, that, that don't want this, that are choosing not to, to do this. Mm. And I think it's, I was talking to a friend the other day who sort of said for a while, she had this period of time because so many people kept saying to her, well, oh, you'll change your mind, you'll change your mind. And she's like, is something wrong with me? Am I waiting to, like, why is my mind not changing? Like, is this not an okay decision to have? And I think it's easy to feel invalidated um, and, you know, questioned about that decision because, like you said, the default is you have babies. Like, you know, fulfill our womanly duty. Like, I mean, <laughs> there's so many other things that can give you satisfaction in life, I think. And I know that anyone that has had a child says it's the best thing you'll ever do. But I don't know that and I don't know what I'm not missing out on. Yeah. So I'm not going to experience that. You know, for me, there's going to be plenty of things that are the best things I ever do. One of them, obviously, marrying Andrew. And... I guess to say that it's like, well, yeah, for you and you've done that. And you know what? If I had a baby, it probably would become the best thing I ever did. Mm. Maybe that's just default and the hormones happen and you have to love it and that's wonderful. Um, but, you know, I don't know that if I haven't done it. Does that make sense? I don't yeah, know. no, no, it to- <laughs> totally makes sense. And I guess it just comes back to the whole sense of like this, it's so individual mm. and it's not really fair for us or anyone to put their own perspective on other people because it's like everyone's, everyone's coming at this from a totally different place. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah, I think it's just about coming back to respecting people's decisions to totally. or not to or just meeting people where they're at in that journey because it's not easy. And I think increasingly, I mean, those stats are showing that the birth rate is going down and down and down. Mm. So it's obviously becoming a much more difficult conversation for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that even when people are having kids, like they're not having as many kids. Mm-hmm. So there's so many things that weigh into this decision. And some people might say, like, I have I also have other friends who are like, yeah, we definitely, we would like kids, but we're just not in a position to do it right now. Mm-hmm. And so then when they are in the position, you know, they're older, it may not be possible. So like, these are all the things that we're grappling with. Like, it's not, it's not straightforward. No, and I, I, I guess it makes me happy when people um, actually are showing that they are thinking about the decision and are realistic about the decision because I think we see some people rush into it and they're not in a position and like you do have to think about the kind of life you can give that child and what you can offer mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that's not you know you don't have to have a lot of money to do that and if that is going to be your priority and that's what you, you know you can make that work and amazing yeah. um but it takes sacrifice it does like it is such hard work and like the more I see my friends go through this I'm just like my goodness like you're amazing but it's so hard and I think particularly obviously the women have to – the, as women, we're the ones that have to – people with ovaries, we're the ones that have to actually physically go through the pregnancy and breastfeed if you choose to do that. And there's there are things that um, as the mother you can really only offer in those first few weeks, first few months. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I just feel like there is it, – it's so hard and it, thought should be put into that you want to make sure you are ready for what you're signing up for and I mean once you're in it you don't really have a choice and you just suck it up and you do it I guess but mm. um it terrifies me I look at people doing it and I'm like my goodness like it is I'm sure it's beautiful and rewarding but gosh it's hard <laughs> yeah yeah I think it's um yeah it's really yeah it, it's so it's so difficult you know on a lot of on a lot of levels and I think that's why yeah just approaching it with sort of like respect and I've started sort of flipping like because we've had friends who've had one baby and then you ask, you kind of, you know, like, it's just about, I think it's okay to ask people if they're planning mm. on having kids. It's just around I don't how, friends it's, ask, like, how yeah. it's asked as well. Like, rather than like, so when, when are you having kids? Mm. It's like, do you guys want kids? Is that something you want? Like, just yeah. framing it differently and giving people different avenues to sort of respond to that. Or, you know, if kids have had one child, it's like, do you think you, can you see yourselves having a second? Do you, would you like to? Like, it's, yep. it's just about phrasing it as a question yeah that's a really that leaves good open both possibilities no I love that and it's I feel like I've come a long way on this because I sort of had no insight into um before I probably had any friends going through it or any kind of understanding of just how difficult you know that fertility journey can be what people can be going through and I guess having my sister go through it gave me so much insight and I was um almost stricken with I was like oh my goodness how many times have I made 
um, an inadvertent comment, a question like you can have kids or you got, you know, we really, really need to think about this language. And I feel like I've come a long way, but that sensitivity around people that might be trying to have, um, have a child. Like I've got a friend who um, was actually going through a miscarriage and we were out for dinner and there was this one guy that was like, knew that they wanted kids and just kept being like, so when are you guys having a baby? When are you guys having a baby? And she had to leave because this was literally happening that week. It was, they just found out and it was, I'm like, oh my goodness! It was just so um, revealing to me, and mm. I'm like, my goodness, I feel and awful. It comes from a good place, like it does. It's not malicious in any way, but no, it just but can we be... can be aware. Yeah, and I feel like I've come a long way with that, and I really try to be a supportive and sensitive friend to all my mum friends and friends that are going through pregnancy, and like, I feel like it's a journey. I'm learning, mm. and I'm always like, please tell me how I can support, or if I ever say anything that's upsetting, because I feel like it's it can be so tricky. Yeah. Did you ever go through a – obviously you're quite like comfortable with your decision now for mm. – well, for the moment, even though you're Talking to you, to yeah. <laughs> but um, did you ever find yourself or do you ever feel sort of like any shame attached to that decision? Or have you been made to feel shame attached to that decision? I totally feel shame, but I think it's, it's probably self-inflicted in that I feel that there is a stigma around it. Mm. I don't feel comfortable. Like I said before, I, I don't usually feel comfortable just saying I don't want kids um in a public kind of setting or to people that maybe I don't know that well mm. um I feel like people don't necessarily always re- uh, receive it very well it's kind of like wh- why like they don't understand it yeah and it's like I don't I don't really get why there's shock um but I just feel like there's a long way to go in terms of stigma around that and I totally feel it's it sort of you can always question like oh is, is there something wrong with me that I don't want it and mm. I'm I'm okay like I don't really go through that I'm quite comfortable in my decision but again it's that whole asking thing and people potentially being insensitive around the way they ask mm. um but I know you know other people that have have tried for a long time haven't been able to and have decided that they don't want kids but then people asking those questions you know it can bring up a lot of stuff and it's not it's also like I don't really understand why people are so invested in other people's decisions around children mm. like for someone to be like oh when's the ba- when are the babies coming it's like why does it matter to you barbara like yeah i just i can understand family yeah i do like yeah other yeah other randoms it's kind of like but it's also it, it doesn't impact you if i choose not to have children like why does it offend you mm. and, and why is it why do i have to justify it and give yeah. reasons like yeah. i mean i'm all for ha- discussing it like ask yeah. me i'm happy to talk about my reasons and you know with friends and stuff but it's kind of like yeah. yeah, having to justify. But Rachel, who's going to look after you when you're old? <laughs> I hate that <laughs> so much. You know what? My money that I save by not having children is going to look after me when I'm old. <laughs> but like, there are no guarantees, are there? Like, that is no. that's a, I think one of the most ridiculous reasons to have a child. You can't guarantee that your, you know, kids are even going to hang around and support you in your old age. The reality um, is, many don't. Yes, like that's I've, it. You know, my mum works in aged care, and she's like, not everyone's. Children are there looking after their parents. Or even visiting. Yeah. You know, like lonely old people. It's like, ah, I'd rather use the money and like be able to stay at home and have a live-in carer and like <laughs> personally or travel, you know. I'm going to go on a European boat cruise when I'm <laughs> – <laughs> One day, river cruise, whatever those ones I always see, used to see. Overland trains. Yes, that'll be me. No. And look, that'll be, that'll be people with kids as well. I'm not saying you, it's not one or the other. You should be able to do everything you want to do, but personally, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's such an interesting, it's an interesting thing to to say. Oh, who's going to look after you? It's like, well, hmm. it's not a reason no. to choose. Like, you should really want it and want the whole journey. <laughs> like that. Should yeah, I- not just for that last little bit of time. Yeah. Um. And in terms of like, I sometimes I worry if I change my mind or if it accidentally happened. Like, I don't rule it out forever because I'm like, what if I change my mind? Um, and that's why I sometimes feel like I have to add that disclaimer. If I say, no, I don't want kids, but maybe one day. <laughs> mm. um, I worry about people jumping down my throat if I decide I want kids. And like, but you always said, and you said this, and you said that. I'm like, yeah, but we should be able to change our minds if we want to. Mm. That should be an okay thing. And you do hear about it happening. Like, yeah. And there's a lady I used to work with who was saying, like, she was always vehemently, like, do not want them. Like, no, no, thank you. Yeah not my not my journey and then she went overseas for work and then came back around the age of like 32 33 and was all of a sudden just like yeah like it just something flipped and she was like I want a baby it's happening yeah (laughs) and so it's just I I think yeah you can kind of come at it as 
as you are right now to be like, mm-hmm. right now, I don't yeah. want them and I don't That's think I ever will. I say, yep. But, you know, you may change your mind. You may not. That's and if it. you don't, it's totally fine. It's probably and more likely that you won't. Yeah. And I, some, I've been asked before, like, what if you change your mind and then it's too late? Or like, have you considered egg freezing or things like that? Um, and my answer to that is that um, if, if I did change my mind and we started to try and it didn't happen, that I, I just know I'd be okay with it. I can't yeah. picture myself wanting them desperately enough that that would be like a heartbreaking, life-changing kind of a, a moment. I just feel mm. like, and I'm not going to spend thousands of dollars in time yeah, and stress like $10, freezing $10, eggs. $10,000 freezing eggs now for something you probably don't even something want. Something that I don't want that may one day possibly want. Like I just, yeah, for me, and I get why people do it 100%. Now, oh, I can, yeah. Yeah, and imagine like, that. I mean, if I was my age, wasn't in a relationship, desperately wanted children, like, you know, it's amazing that we have those those opportunities. Um, options available mm. to us but yeah like i'm just not i just think if if it if we wanted to and it happened it happened cool if it didn't um i'd know i'd live it'd be fine yeah one of the only other things i think about if i think about that i'm coming up with all those fears now after that question <laughs> i couldn't think of before <laughs> no but i suppose the one thing i do sometimes think about and i do feel other than like the time thing and while i know they're like really really, really fulfilling in other ways i do worry about the ways that our life will change and like how yes. it'll change our friendships and things because you just don't know how like we have some kids from friends with kids who are like super fine they're pretty flexible they they go along and they do everything um because their children like sleep relatively easily and they you know all these things but they've got other friends who have friends are just kids that haven't slept and mm-hmm. you know all these these other th- challenges that make it really difficult to be to have a more flexible routine and I kind of then worry about what that will mean and how that will like impact our friendships and how it what it means for work down the line mm-hmm. like all of those sorts of things um but then for you, like being child-free mm. and wanting to stay child-free, at least for now, um, how do you find that with like a lot of friends like now having kids mm. and that dynamic sort of changing? And I think this is why I added my disclaimer at the start because this is just personally my emotions attached to this and acknowledging this is purely my selfish my, – my thoughts and feelings when it comes to my own self-interest and, and my life, how it is. Um, I've sort of felt like, yeah, the last few years – literally every every um few months someone else is pregnant someone else is having a baby and like I said I you know always feel with so much joy um and love talking to them about their journey love getting around it all of that but there is this moment internally of I guess it's like a little bit of grief just around that friendship changing and Mm. that it's almost like oh there's another one um and where because I think I guess I think your friendships do change and I know yeah. people best intentions you know they don't want to you know their life to change that much and they still want to be flexible and fun and still do everything they they you know always wanted to do the reality is that's not possible like no it's it's life-changing and mm. as the friend without kids you're the one that has to usually um you know change your plans to suit the ones with the babies and that's fine because I can and that's cool I get to be that friend who Mm. is supportive can drop everything and drop a meal or you know I've taken um a pack of cokes to a friend who's suffering morning sickness or that kind of thing you know and I love being able to do that but I know that um and Mandy won't mind me saying this but like with Mandy um having her two little girls like usually family plans revolve around them and Mm -hmm. the timings that work for them we and there was a period of time we couldn't really do things in the evening and that I f- it's frustrating in that we you have to kind of and I get it but it's almost like the people with kids get preference and mm. what what works for them has to work for everyone else yeah and and I get it because it makes sense and mm. we're able to make changes that make it possible for them to still participate and I want to be that kind of friend with you when it happens for you you know I want to be that friend but I guess I'm saying this because I I wonder if other people in my shoes have also experienced this and I think it's okay to have maybe a little bit of grief for a friendship that's changed or um, times that are just not going to happen again. Mm. You know, there there's friends that you can catch up with for after work drinks and end up having like a rowdy night with some wines with or whatever. And then they have a baby and that's – in reality, that's just not going to happen. Yeah, you'll have wine on the couch and it'll be fun yeah. and the kids will be running around and there'll be spaghetti on the floor and that's great. Or it but might not happen for a few more years. Yeah. Again, you know. Like I think I've just – there's been enough friends now that – the friendship has changed that much that it's like, okay, it's different now and it's wonderful and I love hanging out with their kids and whatever else. But I also miss them and who they were before kids sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like 
they were a whole person with a career, with hobbies, with things they love to do, with a lifestyle that fully changes. And if they choose that, amazing, that's great. And they're happy and I'm happy for them. But sometimes then it sort of feels like all you ever talk about is their kids and the pregnancy. And I love mm. talking about that. But also that there was everything else that you used to talk yeah. about and there's that there's everything else about them as a person. You don't lose yourself um, or your whole identity and you as a person just because you're a mum. You don't have, you know, mm. cool, lean into that, have your mum friends, do the mum things. But like you were a person before, you will be a person after and it's kind of like, I don't know if I'm explaining this well, but it's just. Yeah, but I think, I no, I think you are. And I think it's one of the – I don't think what anything you've said is, like, bad. Hopefully I think it's just offensive. about the idea – no, no, but I, I think there's probably a lot of people who have had kids. And I think this probably goes for any sort of change of life. Like, if you were to move away, mm. if you were to whatever. Change like career. It, it changes, like, any sort of big, significant – sometimes, like, people getting a new partner. Like, it can really change the dynamic of a friendship and I don't think there's anything wrong with sort of, like, mourning what it once was. Mm. Um even though you still love what it's become. Yeah, and it's, I think as long as you're going along for the ride and you're yeah. there and you're not being like, oh. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of – like I was listening, we were talking about this before we started recording, but I was listening to a podcast a couple of weeks ago and it was there was three women. One has a child. One is kind of, I guess, like me, like knows they want it. It's just a matter of sort of when. And then the other one was firmly like, no, I don't want it. And – they were kind of – the, the one who did and the one who doesn't were talking about the sort of nuances of that and the person who has the child was saying how that they equally feel that grief because mm. it's like they there's this fear I think sometimes people with kids that they're like, oh, well, it's you know it's difficult to leave kids particularly when they're really young. Oh, yeah. And then it's like do my friends want to hang out with me and my child or do they – because it's hard mm. to find time to hang out just them and it's like then they kind of attach this fear that – she was saying like she attaches this fear that her friends won't want to hang out with her if her child has to come with her. And that's a really good perspective for me, mm. you know, sharing that. I would hate for my friends to think, oh, well, she's not going to want to hang out with my kids because that's not the case. Mm. And I think it that open communication, like I, I hope that, you know, when that happens for you, mm. that we can be super frank with each other about where we're at. You can tell me what you need um, and I can, you know, be as supportive as possible and we'll just be able to be have those open conversations because yeah. I would hate for any misinterpretation around like, oh, well, we've got the kids, so we better not – I don't know. You should be free to just to say where you're at with it. And yeah. Yeah, and I suppose that, you know, that, that newborn phase is not forever. It's it's it's, it's a tricky mm. season to navigate. Um, but, you know, there will be a time again where there's more freedom and, and I acknowledge that. It's just like it, things just do change. Yeah, and I think, yeah, it's, it's challenging on, on both sides. Really, and I think it comes back to, again, that whole idea of, like, yeah, like, communication, being supportive and being, like, um, respectful of each other's sort of, like, limitations and mm. viewpoints and experiences with everything. So Yeah, that's it. And while we're on the topic of language and communication, I think, I think it goes both ways in that we, yeah, we're probably becoming more aware of how we speak to um, – to parents and trying to be sensitive and people are probably a little bit aware of that I'm hoping but mm. it goes the other way too the way we speak to people that don't have kids like the amount of times I've you know said oh I'm tired or something to a friend with a kid or some work colleague or with a kid and they're like oh wait till you have kids or you don't even know what tired is like or you won't know mm. what that tired is like until you have a kid it's like no I'm allowed to be tired as well yeah kind of like <laughs> invalidates your own experience when yeah there's like plenty like there's plenty of pressures on people without children just yeah. their own parent pressures they're different pressures but they're still doesn't yeah. mean the toll they take is dissimilar yeah and, but also and also probably with the positives like my joy and my hobbies or my achievements uh, again I was speaking to this same friend the other day around um around this topic and she'd had quite a significant moment um for sort of a personal career slash hobby thing she was working on and she sort of said with all her friends that have kids she always does everything she can to celebrate them you know she goes to every baby shower gets around that um but you know none of her friends kind of messaged her to say well done this is amazing congrats and I feel like you know you post a pregnancy post on Facebook everyone gets around that Mm. but I feel like sometimes my career wins or other wins it I, I know I'd get a lot more um, yeah. excitement and joy, even from some family members Yeah, if, you know, I was announcing a pregnancy <laughs> than yeah. like a new job. And yeah. I think that's a bit sad. 
There's probably two spectrums today. I think there's the whole idea, like there's been a bit of a trend going around on um, Instagram and TikTok at the moment around if we spoke to child-free couples the same way we spoke to pregnant couples yes. or like couples with children, you know, it's like they're quite quite funny, very very sarcastic. Mm. Um, but then there was also something I saw the other day that was talking about like we can congratulate women more on other things, things other than getting engaged or getting pregnant. Yes, and That's I think it. it just ties into exactly what you were just talking about. There's so many things to celebrate. There's so many wins in life, so many milestones and achievements aside from having a child. Yeah. And and life can be equally fulfilling both ways. Yeah, that's it. And recognizing that. And maybe, I mean, maybe it's not as big as having, you know, having a child. That is, that's massive. Yeah. Um, but if someone has chosen not to do that and they're pursuing other things, like let's get around them and celebrate that in the same way we would. Let's not just be like, oh, I'm at, you know, um, it's sad you're not wanting to have a child and you're pursuing your career or, you know, yeah, why is rather that than looking at it in something that they've lost, mm. it's like, look at what they can gain. Yeah. As well. Because I feel like often people come at it from a place of like, oh, yeah. you're going to miss out on so much. <laughs> yes. It's like, yeah, but I don't, I don't know what I'm missing out yeah. on. So that's fine by me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then we don't, like the flip side, like I think with parents, it's like, it's kind of like okay to miss out on other things because you're raising a child. It also goes both ways because I think as well it's kind of like, oh, well, you're, yeah. raising a, you're raising a child so things have to get put on hold as well. So I think there's challenges on both sides of that yeah, spectrum, which I can get, be really difficult. I know. I get sad for people when they miss out on stuff because they've got a child. It frustrates me. Yeah, but, but they're if, gaining in other ways. They are, and that's yeah. me just being putting my lens on it. Like, and similarly, they might go that like, you're missing out on the joy of yeah. raising a child <laughs> yes. that they're experiencing, which it's just so different. On our, it, Like there's – yeah perspective on both sides yeah like my sister I said before like she's like it's just the best thing you'll ever do but I also hear like we talk every day about the struggles and the difficulties and the challenges and then she'll just every now and then throw in it but it's the best thing you'll ever do I'm like yeah you say that but I also yeah. I'm also like you're also going through a lot right now like yeah. but I mean the fact that she can still say that amazing you know it must be pretty pretty darn special but yeah <laughs> yeah well I think I don't know I have much more to add. How about you? I really hope I haven't offended anyone. <laughs> I'm coming from a place of love. <laughs> but it's just, again, it's our perspective. Like, yeah. And, and it's obviously at. like a very complex, very mm. nuanced topic. It's not definitely something we can't like break down in 48 minutes. <laughs> no, that's it. But um, again, would love to hear your thoughts on today's episodes, your perspectives, where you're at with these challenges you've had, things people have said to you, both sides of the spectrum. Mm. Maybe you're deciding. And where you stand on the, yeah. on the, on the issue. Yeah, because we actually topic. talk about like deciding. Like what if you're someone that doesn't really know what they want? Actually, there's a really great um, uh, episode of the Imperfects podcast that delves into that. And they have yeah, this incredible – Yeah, who specializes in this and actually I think runs a course that helps people work through that decision and where they want um, – where they sit with the decision so that might be a really might could be a good follow-up listen <laughs> yeah we'll share it in the, the show notes maybe mm. you're all like on our socials or somewhere so when this episode goes live have a look for it if you're interested yeah but thanks so much for listening and um we'll see you in the next one bye the brunch files would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands on which we live meet work and play the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging and of course any First Nations peoples who may be listening today. This podcast is all about the adventures, stories and laughs of being a woman in her 30s. While we strive to entertain and share relatable experiences, please remember that our content is purely for fun and shouldn't be taken too seriously and it's definitely not professional advice. Life is a wild ride and everyone's journey is unique. We believe that laughter is the best policy and we're just here to spread some joy. (music) 